Welcome to the Autoimmune Thriver Method podcast. On this podcast, we will talk about real life, practical and transformative methods that will leave you motivated and empowered to take an active and proactive approach to feeling alive again with autoimmune. I am Cordula, Hashimoto's and PCOS Thriver, certified holistic nutritionist, your host of this show, and the founder of the Gut Health and Energy Breakthrough Program. I am deeply passionate about shining light on the immense impact nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle choices have for you to go from surviving to thriving. So let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. Good morning. I hope you guys had a beautiful weekend. I say good morning because for me in Ontario, it's actually five o'clock in the morning. So I do like to get up really, really early in the morning. And I used to think that six o'clock is early, but now I no longer think so. I get up most of the days at around four, 4.30 o'clock in the morning. And that is mostly because we got a new puppy and it requires a lot of attention in the morning. And so I actually had to shift my working hours to weird hours, like anywhere between four and six and then later on in the evening. But um, yes, that is okay. And that just goes to show you how we always have to adjust our lifestyle and how we have to adjust our habits in order to get the best out of our days for us so that we can work properly and live properly and take proper rest. And this really leads me into today's topic in which I really want to talk about adrenal health. And for those of you who have been following me for a longer time, you know that I really like to follow the autoimmune thriver method. So that is something that I, I don't know, I probably didn't invent it. It has probably existed before that term, but I thought of the autoimmune thriver method And I thought it's a really, really good picture we can create in our mind in order to understand how we can support our autoimmune from all different levels. And I think in one episode, I'm going to talk about just the autoimmune thriver method to go into the different components. But just for you to get an image in your head is that you can picture a triangle and the bottom is gut health and the right side is liver and detoxification pathways And the left side of the triangle is adrenal health. And so this is what I was going to be dipping into a little bit today to give you an idea of how adrenal health is affecting you in your autoimmune and that it is such a big component of really creating solid health that makes you feel energized, that makes you feel happy and joyful, also on a physical level, less inflamed um, and all of these things. It's a big topic, so today I just wanted to really give you a few key strategies, very simple, practical strategies that you can start to use from a nutrition perspective on how you can support your adrenals every day. For those of you with Hashimoto's in here, I really urge you to think about your adrenals a little bit more. So often when we're suffering from Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, we are looking at the thyroid when it comes to fatigue and brain fog. So fatigue and brain fog was one of the 
biggest symptoms that I had to deal with when I was in the midst of it. And I know that a lot of you guys in here also really suffer from low energy, fatigue, and the persistent brain fog, which can be super debilitating. And a lot of women know, which is great, that of course the thyroid has a major play in our metabolism and direct all the focus on the thyroid. But I would like to encourage you to think a little bit further and pull those adrenals in because the adrenals and the thyroid are very much connected and the thyroid never works alone as a standalone organ. So yes, you can support your thyroid, but you will also have to support your adrenals in order to make the work that you do in your thyroid even more powerful and effective. So there is a direct connection between the adrenals and your thyroid. When your adrenals are a little bit fatigued or stressed or when they are low functioning, the cortisol that they are producing can reduce your TSH. It can also hinder the conversion of the T4 thyroid hormone, the inactive form of thyroid hormones, into T3, the active form of thyroid hormones. So cortisol has that effect on the thyroid. Adrenals are also very, very important in um, regulating your blood sugar. So there is a direct connection between adrenal fatigue and low blood sugar. And low blood sugar is something that I frequently see in my clients and that I had to tackle myself. So low blood sugar in terms of really the blood sugar roller coaster, that your blood sugar is dipping too low at times, that leads you to cravings, cravings for sugar, and so on and so forth. So when you think about thyroid health, think about adrenals at the same time. The adrenal glands were always sort of a myth for me, and I never really understood the importance until I went to nutrition school. And ever since, I really realized how important those two little organs are that are sitting on top of your kidneys. So when you think about the adrenals, you know that your adrenals are your stress response factories, right? They produce cortisol. So when your adrenals respond to stress, the metabolites of your cells speed up because of the stress response, because they need to produce energy. They need to get energy into the body through various ways. And the adrenals play a critical role because they produce the cortisol that is actually helping your body to create that energy in form of blood sugar. But also your cells are starting to really ramp up and burning many times the number of nutrients that they normally need. So there is an abundance of nutrient utilization by your cells when you're going through a stress response. And when I say stress response, I don't mean you know, like a very stressful, traumatic event. These days, quite honestly, is the stressors that we're dealing with are really stressors that are non-life-threatening. However, our brain don't perceive them as non-life-threatening. So if you have financial pressure and you get a pile of bills in your house, then your body is going to be seeing those piles of bills as a trigger. You are feeling stressed when you open those bills. When you sit in traffic, when you're late or ready for work and there's an accident, this is a stress response that your body is going through. Even when you are watching a movie, 
Don't forget that. So even in the evening, when you sit down for a movie and you are watching a thriller or you're watching an action movie or you're watching a horror movie or zombie movie or whatever it is, it is actually causing you a stress response in your body when it is affecting your emotions like that. There are different stages to adrenal fatigue. It's not that your adrenals get burned out immediately. There's different stages. But when you are reaching the point of burnout and adrenal fatigue, by the time you are in a state of adrenal fatigue, your cells have used up much of your body's stored nutrients. And honestly, they are in desperate need of new supplies just to continue to function normally, let alone at its best. So when you're noticing that you are starting to become dizzy sometimes, that you're starting to, you know, when you get up from a lying position to a standing position, you start to feel dizzy or things start to spin a little bit. Or when you are starting to drag yourself out of bed, you get that severe energy dip in the middle of the day, anywhere between one and three. But then after dinner, all of a sudden you get that second wind. Now you have the energy to go after your tasks. I would definitely start to work on the adrenals because those are all signs that your adrenals are out of balance. So having said that, you now know that you do need to increase your nutrient intake. And the funny thing is that makes it sometimes difficult is, is that even when we are experiencing adrenal issues, we oftentimes do not feel hungry in the morning. And we believe that intermittent fasting is a good choice because we seem to not lose our weight around our abdomen, which is also very much linked to high cortisol output. So here you are in that vicious cycle where you want to lose weight and you want to go into that intermittent fasting state, but thereby you're actually stressing your adrenals even more. And because the nutrients that your body needs so desperately, they just don't come in to start the day off. So I would like to talk a little bit about some strategies that you can use right away in order to support your adrenals on a regular basis. So I really like the SAD, S-A-D acronym in that I say, you know, usually it stands for um, standard American diet. I like to use it for specify, amplify, and diversify. So it's always that we want to look at those symptoms and systems that are out of balance and then use specific foods, amplify these foods so that we get a lot more of them that are helpful for um, those specific systems in our body, and then also diversify nutrients so that we get a good abundance of them in. So having said that, I really wanted to make that point that it is really one of the major dietary mistakes that people make with low adrenal output is not eating soon enough after getting up. And so I have experienced and I have read in the literature and I see it in my clients and myself that it's extremely important if you have any sort of adrenal fatigue or your adrenals start to feel sluggish, um, you feel sluggish, that you eat before 10 o'clock in the morning. You just need to replenish your storage your glycogen supply after the previous night's sleep because your body doesn't just do nothing overnight. 
It cleans out your system. The detoxification pathways are heightened, especially your liver is working really hard. You're losing a lot of fluids because you're sweating overnight. It's very important to eat before 10 o'clock. What you eat is, of course, also important, which I'll talk about in a second, but I really wanted to make that point here is that you are re-nourishing your body with nutrients before 10 o'clock in the morning. It's also important to state here that the cortisol output in the morning is very unique. So your cortisol naturally rises very, very quickly in the morning. So between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock a.m., your cortisol levels typically rise very rapidly and they almost triple in amounts because cortisol is something that gets you going in the morning, that wakes you up and prepares you for the day. So during that time, it is critical that those nutrients that are supporting your adrenals are in your system to support that cortisol output. So as for breakfasts, what should you eat? It always depends a little bit on the person as well and their level of adrenal fatigue. But generally speaking, what I see is that the best thing you can do with adrenal fatigue is to really combine your foods very, very well. You got to make sure that you always have that proper food combination of protein, fats, and fiber in your diet that will really leave your body fully nourished with every single meal. So protein, fat, and fiber is an amazing combination because it avoids blood sugar to go on a roller coaster. If you are only having an apple in the morning, and an apple is an amazing food, right? So I love apples and it's great. However, if you are having low adrenal output, that apple in the morning can spike your blood sugar so much that you're actually hurting your adrenals in terms of you can, you can increase the blood sugar too quickly that you are draining your adrenals too much. So dipping that apple in nut butter or throwing some seeds, some hemp seeds on them or have them with sunflower seeds or some nuts can really help to stabilize your blood sugar during that time. But in my opinion, and what I've seen is that if you start your breakfast on a higher protein, higher fat level, it'll help your adrenals to recover more quickly because we need the healthy fats and we need the protein to create hormones in our bodies. Also, if you are one of those people who have low blood pressure, it is very much linked to adrenal fatigue. So if you have a lot of other symptoms along with thyroid dysfunction, your stress levels are really high, you're feeling dizzy, and you're having that low blood pressure that can be very well linked to adrenals that are sluggish. So generally speaking, adrenals love salt. They need salt to work properly. So adding a little bit more salt into your diet will massively help your adrenals to recover more quickly. So sprinkle some salt on your hand and lick it or have some salt in your food a little bit more than usual. You know, in that instance, salt can be extremely helpful and is not necessarily the bad guy in your diet because your adrenals need them. Of course, unless you're one of these people with high blood pressure, then I would definitely avoid that. So salt is really a welcome addition to the diet in adrenal fatigue because it helps increase blood pressure and it also helps restore some of the other functions related to sodium loss within the cells during adrenal fatigue. In terms of eating, as you progress through the day, 
I would recommend an earlier lunch and then I would recommend a higher nutritious snack anywhere between two and three o'clock when usually you experience that dip in cortisol levels that typically occur between three o'clock and four o'clock in the afternoon. So if that is you, I would schedule my incoming snack around that time so that you are supporting your body through these times. As for dinner, I would definitely recommend to have your meal around five or six o'clock in the evening so that you allow your body enough time to digest the food before you go to bed. If you feel that you need a little bit of a snack to sustain you in the evening, that is totally fine. You can have a snack anywhere between seven or eight later on. Again, make it a PFF protein, fat, and fiber snack, which is the best choice you can make in order to support your adrenals throughout the night. Now let's talk a little bit about carbohydrates within the realm of adrenal fatigue. So a lot of women are starting to avoid carbohydrates because they're having these blood sugar issues and they believe that carbohydrates are just bad for them and their body is not reacting well to them. Well, carbohydrates are really needed in your body and they can really help you to get out of adrenal fatigue because if you choose the right type of carbohydrates, they can sustain your blood sugar levels and stabilize them quite nicely. So what I see in my practice and what I see in lots of literature is that starchy carbohydrates are honestly an amazing contribution to your diet when you are experiencing adrenal issues. So starchy carbohydrates are found mainly in grains and certain root vegetables. And your body actually metabolizes energy from them more slowly, which means that you really get more sustained energy as well as nutrients from them across the course of your day. So including those carbohydrates in forms of grains and certain root vegetables can be extremely helpful. I will give you some examples on what type of root vegetables I really, really like for adrenal fatigue and that you can start to eat as well and see if it leaves you more energized. My favorites personally are barley, millet, we have sweet potatoes, we have peas, for example, parsnips, pumpkin, squash, butternut squash, sweet potatoes, and um, legumes even. So all of these things are starchy vegetables that you can incorporate to sustain your energy levels in your adrenals. So these are just a few things that you can do on a regular daily basis in order to help your body to dial in nutrition to support your adrenal glands. Of course, I mean, there's variations and I do want to say that whatever I suggest here is not a protocol for that works for everybody, but those are just general tips and tricks and idea that I have found within my practice that'll give you a little bit of a framework on how you can navigate through adrenal fatigue with nutrition. One last thing I do want to say is that there is foods that have a really high sodium content in itself. If you are wary about adding salt into your diet, you can also add those vegetables, which are sea vegetables. So there are sea vegetables that have a lot of sodium content just in itself and lots of other different minerals that your body craves. And one of the best ones are 
with the highest sodium content are kelp, green olives, dulse, there's ripe black olives, hot red peppers, believe it or not, the Swiss chard and beet greens, and also celery. So those ones are really good to incorporate. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And I hope that if you are feeling that your adrenals are a little tired, are really starting to incorporate that time for yourself where you can wind down during the day. Because I do want to say that we can do a lot with nutrition. It's a very important key pillar of us supporting our body on physical level. But like I said, in the very beginning of this podcast is really looking after ourselves in terms of you know, during stressful times, it's just as important. We need to really allow ourselves space to wind down after each stress response that we're experiencing. And you might have to be very, very precise in the beginning. If you feel that your adrenals are sluggish, if you're feeling that you're having all of these symptoms that I was talking about, then you will have to start to set some boundaries and allow your body to relax and rejuvenate during that time that you give yourself. That can be just some simple breathing exercise in between or just time by yourself with feet up on the wall, some yoga stretches that can be a walk outside in nature, but you have to be consistent and you have to take it seriously and you have to also allow yourself to create that space. And I know that we're living such busy lives, but if we are constantly on the go and if we are starting to push through, nothing is going to help us. So even the nutrients that we are going to include in our system, into our bodies, are not going to pull you out of it. The lifestyle component has to be a big part of it. So I hope this episode was helpful. If you ever wanted to learn more about adrenals and liver and gut health and how all these things come together and how we can pull them together in order for ourselves to create that autoimmune lifestyle that leaves us feeling energized, that leaves us feeling well, that leaves us feeling happy and joyful about our lives, I would encourage you to join my private Facebook community. It's called Living Well with Autoimmune. And even though I know a lot of people are not fond of Facebook per se anymore, it is right now, unfortunately, the only place where I can grow a community, which is really on my heart. So I think in the future, I will probably venture out into other platforms that are popping up more. But right now, Facebook is a great solution for me to start to create that community and help you guys along your health journey. So find me on Facebook, I'm Living Well with Autoimmune. I will also link it here in the show notes. And I am going live every week to teach you on certain topics, which is really nice. And we have a wonderful community with lots of women in there. I'll give you recipes. We'll also have some free workshops every month and there's a lot of nice things happening. So I invite you to come over. I hope that you guys are having a wonderful day and I will see you again in the next episode.